This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. God is pleased with agreement. In Matthew's Gospel, Chapter 18, Jesus himself gives us an example of perhaps the most powerful tool any Christian can use in order to ensure good results in anything they do in life, the power of agreement. He said, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. But we live in a world of disagreement, where whole nations are ruled by confusion, dissension, strife, jealousy, friction, disharmony, and division. Likewise, people, even Christians, often fail to take advantage of the influence of agreement, but rather give the devil the opportunity to hinder them by sowing disagreement into their lives. Listen carefully to these two life-changing messages as Pastor Ray gives insight into a far more godly life of harmony of opinion and unity of actions and character, a world where agreement really does produce power. And today what I want to talk to you about is simply called the power of agreement. The power of agreement. Very understated. I haven't heard too many sermons in my days um, about the power and the importance of agreement. Well, the very first thing that we need to identify or say about agreement is that God is pleased with agreement. And let's just look to God Himself. The Godhead Himself, right? We understand that God is one, but He's comprised of three persons. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit. They are three, but they are one. The three act in total harmony with one another and are in total agreement with one another. So agreement begins and uh, starts at the Godhead, right at the source. And um, so we see right from the get-go that agreement is is something that is is of God. God is very pleased with agreement. And um, what I found and what we'll see as we look through these scriptures today and talk about them a little bit, um, we see that agreement, when we're in agreement, the power of God is present. When we can get into agreement, we're going to have the anointing on our side. And we're going to see great things happen. All right? So, um, so when, when, when there's agreement, God begins to work. Now, you come to understand why the devil works so hard at causing disagreement. Because when there's disagreements, there's usually a disaster. There's usually trouble. There's usually problems because there are disagreements. God works in agreement. The devil works in disagreements. People get angry, they get offended, they get hurt, they get all kinds of emotions and all kinds of things happen. And usually when disagreements happen, they become bitter disagreements and they turn to strife and they turn to all kinds of ugly things and sin and it works all kinds of trouble. So many of us probably, you know, were thinking, well, yeah, you know, I've been in part of a disagreement or whatever it be. Well, I'm talking to you, all right? So disagreement is what we don't want. We want to learn about the power of agreement and how much it affects our lives. So uh, I always like to talk about definitions. So I want to give you a definition and um, 
We'll start with the Greek word, because I like to go back and study the Greek words. Now, even though I'm half Greek, I don't speak Greek, so I don't know if I'm pronouncing this word correctly, because it's all Greek to me anyhow. (laughs) All right, so I'll do my best, but the Bible word for the word agreement comes from the Greek word in the New Testament, symphonio, symphonio. And um, this is what it means. I love to study these words because we get to understand what they mean. So the word symphonio, or the word agreement, means to be in agreement with. Wow, that's pretty deep, isn't it? To be in agreement with. But listen, to be in unison, to be in unison, in accord, to speak together with one another, thus to agree and to concur, basically saying the same thing or focused on the same thing. This is what the word agreement means. It also means of a compact to agree together. So the word agreement means that we make a decision, a compact, to agree together. And thus we find that the word agreement um, is a very, very powerful word and one that I think needs a lot more attention in the body of Christ. Because what I've seen in Christians' lives and in the church and so on and so on. We're going to talk about these different areas because today I'm going to give you six areas that really need agreement in order to see a good outcome and a good result in your life. Six different areas that we really have to talk about in order to have a good result. But I, I, I've seen so many lives that have been destroyed because of disagreement and so many Christians that have been in disagreement in so many things and there haven't been good results. So we want good results in all of these different areas. So let me give you an analogy because I like analogies. But you, you think of a symphony. Think of an orchestra like our band, for instance. It's comprised of all different kinds of instruments. You have wind instruments, stringed instruments, keyboards, percussion instruments. And they all come together and make harmony. But they all have to be reading off of the same sheet music. If the orchestra has been given the sheet music, you know, um, Pachelbel's Canon, and everyone is playing Pachelbel's Canon, but one or two of the instruments decide that they want to start playing Let It Be by the Beatles, <laughs> you're going to have a lot of disharmony because not everybody is playing the same thing. Folks, I'm going to tell you what, we all got to play off of the same score sheet. There's got to be more unity in our lives and in the different areas that we're going to talk about today. But a symphony makes great music because they're all different, but they're all coming together playing off of one score sheet or one uh, piece of music. And they can play differently, but they all play together and they make harmony. And that brings us back to that word symphonio. All right? So what I want to do is I want to, um, I want to give you six areas. And we'll talk about the six areas uh, that need agreement in order to bring good results in your life. So with this, I want you to open to the book of Matthew, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18. And we'll talk about these. And some of them are going to overlap, so stay with me. Uh, Let me just be led of the Holy Spirit. But if they overlap, they overlap, and we'll pull it all together in the end. All right. So six areas that need agreement for good results. Number one, and we're going to find this in Matthew, chapter 18. We need agreement in prayer prayer agreement. So many people do not understand the principle of agreement in prayer. Very, very powerful. Let's go to Matthew's Gospel chapter 18 and let's see what Jesus says here. We're going to verse uh, 19 and it says here, Jesus says, and again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth, so he's talking about humans that are alive in the earth, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, what does anything mean? Would you say that anything is an all-inclusive word? 
So this would pertain to my personal life, my finances, my relationships, if you're married, your marriage, whatever it be, concerning anything, your money, concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Wow. He said, if I can get two of you to agree. Now you you understand why there's so much disagreement. Why so many people don't really have the blessing or get their prayers answered. is because there's more disagreement in the world than there is agreement. But the principle that we learn here is that if two of us will get together in agreement on anything that you ask the Father, it will be done for for you. It's going to happen. So the key here is that we've got to be in agreement in prayer. So I say, they say, like, I just don't let anybody, you know, pray for me, or I don't just pray with anybody over my needs. And I, I need to be sure that whoever I'm praying with is in agreement with me. See, we have to be on the same page. In other words, if I'm, if I'm sick and praying for healing, I want to be sure that the person who's praying with me believes in healing. I don't need somebody that's going to be praying, well, God, you know, I pray whatever your will is over. No, I know what God's will is. His will is for me to be healed. I need somebody to know the same will and agree with me that the prayer we offer up is going to bring results into my life. And oftentimes you don't have the results because you have the wrong prayer partners. You see, so we've got to be sure that we're in agreement on the specific issues of God's word. That's why I don't pray, like I said, I don't pray, I don't want anybody laying hands on me and praying for me. I don't know what you have and I don't want what you have. I don't want to catch it. So I'm very particular about who I allow to pray for me um, because I don't know where you're coming from. I need to be in agreement. I respect this principle from God's word and I understand the power that there is in agreement. Because when we can get in agreement, man, let me tell you what, we're going to shake heaven and some awesome things are going to come out. God is going to be moved when he sees agreement in the earth. That's why the devil works double time to bring disagreement in, in, the, world, in, the, in the earth and in the world. So he says, if two of you agree, if two of you can get together and agree concerning anything that you ask, and of course the subject here is prayer, you're asking in prayer, it will be done, not might be, he says, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. And this whole ministry has been built upon prayer and faith and the Word, and um, it's been just gathering people who are of like precious faith to agree with me in prayer that certain things would come to pass. So, you know, I say don't just pick up any prayer partner in your life. You better have prayer partners that are of like precious faith and are believing the same thing that you're believing. I don't need somebody to, you know, yes me to death and pray for me and then walk away and say, oh man, I don't know how that's going to turn out. <laughs> you're not in agreement with me. You know, if, you, if you're in agreement with me, you're going you're gonna to say the same thing that I'm saying. And you're going to believe what I'm saying. And we're going to say it together. I believe this and I, I'm, sta- I'm standing with you. I don't need somebody to, you know, get wacky on me. That's not agreement. He said, if you can agree, we can agree on this word. If we can agree together that these principles from God's word are true and for us, then we can see awesome and powerful results. Now, I want to read this verse to you out of the Amplified Bible. And it says, Jesus says, again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, now listen, listen to these words, harmonize together, make a symphony together, that means we all got to be reading from the same book, from the same page, making a symphony together about whatever anything and everything that they ask, it will come to pass and be done 
for them by my Father in heaven. Wow. Isn't that powerful? If we can make symphony together, if we can be reading from the same score or from the same music sheet, from the same book, if we make music together, if we can sim- together like symphony and harmonize, he said, that agreement is going to bring down the power of God and you're going to see results. So when we're talking about prayer, you need to have agreement in order to have good results. Sometimes we're very flippant about prayer. We just, oh, pray for me, pray for me. I just don't say to people, you know, uh, I mean, I do sometimes, you know, pray for me, but I, I usually say to people, I know they're really going to pray for me. But sometimes we say, you know, well, just pray for me or, or we, or conversely, the other way we say, well, I'll pray for you, but we never do. We're not in agreement. We need to get into agreement. This is really serious stuff. So when a serious issue comes up, I need, I need people that will agree with me. We can pray together. We're praying the same kinds of prayers together. Can I get a better amen than that? So, so we need to have agreement in prayer if we're going to have good results. And that's why you need to know the word. That's why you need to study the word. Because you want your prayers to be coming from the word of God. You have to know what God has already promised you. You have to know already what God wants for you and for your life. And the only way you're going to find that out is as you get into the word and you study the word and you read the word and you come to church and you learn the word like you're learning today. You're learning about the the power of, of agreement and how it relates to prayer. Jesus said this. I didn't. Two of you agree. If you agree, if you together make a symphony, harmonize, get in unity, great things. You can ask anything and it'll be done by my Father in heaven. God is looking for unity. God is looking for agreement. That's why the devil, again, works so hard to cause disagreements and cause splits and cause all kinds of uh, trouble in our lives uh, where we, we have disharmony and we don't have unity and flow. So we need to have agreement in our prayer life and pick the right people to pray with you. Amen? All right. So that's, that's number one. Number two, we need to have, and it kind of follows with, um, with prayer, we need to have agreement in faith. When we're setting out to do things, we need faith partners in our life that will stand with us and believe with us and, and agree with us in faith. And it's sort of like flies on, on the heels of praying, but it's, now let, let, let me give you a good example, all right? So how many of you remember the story of Jairus? So I want to pick up the story um, when Jesus starts to make that um, pro, uh, tri- trip or travel to Jairus' house. So we pick it up in Mark's Gospel, chapter 5, and verse 36, and I'm reading out of the New King James Version. And listen to what he says as he's making his way to Jairus' house. Now, remember, there's a whole bunch of people with him. They just saw a miracle. Everybody's excited in this crowd. And it says, and he permitted no one to follow him. That means that many wanted to follow him, but he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Peter, James, and John were three of his closest disciples who had watched the miracles and and knew and believed that Jesus could do anything. How many of you agree with me that they had faith? Now, many wanted to follow him, but he only allowed those three to go with him. He only allowed, only permitted those three to go. Well, you see, I'm going to kind of give you the answer here, give you the secret. Jesus already is looking for agreement. Many wanted to go with him, but he couldn't have. See, that's why I say you just can't, you know, you just can't allow everybody into your life that, that, that wants to come into your life. Especially when you're looking to God for a miracle. You're looking to God to do great things. I need to have people of precious like faith that we can be in agreement with. I need people to be in agreement with me because it takes agreement to get my faith working and operating 
to the level that I needed to work and operate. As a matter of fact, I found that there are more people that are faith killers than faith enhancers. Dear God, I'm looking, searching, looking, praying for those who could be of precious, like precious faith, that we can believe God together for awesome and great things. You know, we have a great church, and I'm trying to lift you all up into greater faith so that you can be in agreement with the vision and what's already happening in this church and, and be one of those whose faith is lifting and you're in agreement. You say, hallelujah, we can and surely we'll do this. Our faith is soaring because we're in agreement together because we all are focused on the same book, the same score sheet. We're making symphony together because we're all reading the same information. Come on, give me a better amen than that. All right. So he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult. That means everybody's wailing. And it says, you know, they wept and they wailed. And there's this commotion going on. You know how it is. Poor little babe darling. She died and blah, 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 blah. Just going on and on and on. And when he came in, he said to them, this is what he said to the group, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. He's speaking faith. He's trying to get them to, 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 to rise in their faith. And they ridiculed him. That was their answer. They ridiculed him. They laughed at him and said, what are you kidding? The little girl is dead. Notice what Jesus did next. Because Jesus is about to bring on a miracle. Jesus is about to work a miracle. Look at what he said next. But when he had put them all outside, he threw the unbelief out the door. You see, you can't work a miracle in, in doubt and unbelief. You're not going to see good results in doubt and unbelief. Faith needs to work in an atmosphere of agreement. That's why he took Peter, James, and John and just the parents of this little girl who so much believed. I mean, they, the father went and looked for Jesus. He, he knew that if he could get Jesus to his little girl's side that she would be well. So he brought the parents, he brought Peter, James, and John and himself into that room, cast out all the unbelief. Let me just get, get rid of the unbelief in your life. If you want your faith to soar and to rock and to really roar and to really produce in your life, you've got to bring people into your life that are like precious faith, that are in agreement with you, who will believe with you, pray with you in agreement on the same thing. So he goes in. And he entered where the child was, was lying, and he, he took uh, the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the little girl arose and walked. A miracle happened. He had to get rid of the unbelief. You see, in order for faith to work, faith needs agreement. We need to harmonize. We need to be of same opinion. The same idea, the same thoughts about God's word. And uh, so we've got to be very, very careful um, about this if we're going to get our faith to work. So I'll show you another, another example about how faith needs agreement. Now, how many of you remember the story of Abraham, right? Abraham was old. Sarah was old. They couldn't have any children. God said, you're going to have a child even in the old age. Anyway, Sarah gives birth. She has a son. Abraham, you know, he's called um, man of faith. And God says to him one day, take the child and offer him back up to me. Sacrifice the child. So he goes up to the mountain, ties Isaac on, uh, on, the, on, the, um, th- on the altar and gets the thing and getting ready to let him, let him have it. And God says, stop. Do not touch the child. There's a 
ram in the thickets that's coming, that's there, take the ram and put it in place of the child. And Abraham, it says about Abraham that he reckoned, reckoned that God could raise the dead. So he had so much faith that he, he thought that if I kill my son, if I sacrifice my son, that God can actually raise the dead. That's how much faith he had. Isn't that awesome? That's how much faith he had. So, so this is what it says about, about um, Abraham. In James ch- uh, chapter 2, verse 21 through 23, NIV version. Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? Now listen, listen. This is about agreement in faith. You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. See here again we see that faith needs agreement. In this case, faith and actions need to agree in order to bring good results. So now let's take it a little bit more practical. And number three is that we have to have agreement in working together. You see, we can't, we can't work together in disagreement because that just doesn't work. In working together, we have to have agreement. And of course, this happens a lot in, in church, you know, trying to get people all to, to work together in agreement. Everybody's got a different opinion, a different idea. And actually, you know, in the church is one of my points. So I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but we'll, we'll get back to it and we'll, we'll pull it all together. But, you know, my experience is in the church. When we're working together, we have to be in agreement in order to produce good, positive results. Right? So, I take your attention to, how many of you remember the story of the Tower of Babel? Remember that story from the, from, from the Old Testament, from, from Genesis? So, let me read it to you out of the New Living Translation, and then I'll give you a little background on it. It says, but the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower <coughs> the people were building. And this is what God said. He said, look... The people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages that they won't be able to understand one another. So the Tower of Babel was this. You see, the Tower of Babel was was a sin because it was a shrine to man. We're going to do this. We're going to build a tower to reach God. And we're going to, you know, be so proud of it. So God looked at it and said, this stinks. This is not, this wasn't birthed in my will. This is not giving me any glory. So he says, this has to stop. But I want you to look at the principle. The principle was the people were united. They were all speaking the same thing. And as a result, God said, there's nothing that will be impossible to them. This was for bad. So God had to get involved to destroy it. But when it's good, what we read in in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18, if you get in agreement with each other, there's nothing that that God won't do for you. Come on, somebody in this house. So you see, they were working together in unity and they they were getting it done. God had to intervene and stop it because the principle works. And it's a powerful principle when we are in agreement. You see, now the devil likes to work in disagreement. And he saw how God, you know, stopped this, this by confusing the languages? Well, the devil picked up on the negative part of this, and that's what he uses in the body of Christ. 
Thanks for listening to More Than Conquerors on WMCA. This is Phil Boyce, Senior VP for Salem Media Group. We love our local ministries, and now more than ever, churches need your support. If you've been blessed by Pastor Ray's message, would you consider donating to their ministry? In exchange for your gift of $10 or more, Pastor Ray will send you a copy of Heaven is a Real Place, a three-CD message you have probably never heard preached before about what God says heaven is really like. To donate, just go to livingwordchurch.org or mail a check to P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. That's P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to tune in to WMCA Mondays through Fridays at 2 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. for more than conquerors. Or visit livingwordchurch.org on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for their online streaming service. And now a final message from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.